Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thanks for joining me again today as I share the second half of the message called One. And I was talking about reaching one, how in our lives we get so caught up with those we know, those we're comfortable with, and I'm speaking to the church too, especially inside our church family. We have become almost like sometimes like a large clique because we we're so glad to see each other. But when somebody else comes that so needs loved and so needs welcomed, a lot of times we don't even talk with them. I did an interview when I shared this message, and I had a guy come and share and how welcome he felt when he came to church for the first time and how so many people came and talked to him. And I believe it's important for us because we have a world out there that needs to be loved. They don't need to be judged because we're all sinners. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We need saved by God's grace, God's unmerited favor. We need the power of God, but we need to motivate our people Christian people, and I say our people, Christian people, to respond to the needs around them. And if you're in your churches, and many of you go to different churches around the Treasure Valley, when you're in your churches, you see somebody missing for a while, don't just rely on the pastor to call them. Many times they don't know. I mentioned just yesterday, you know, with 600 people run around the church, I can tell you there's there'd be weeks and weeks go by that I wouldn't even recognize someone was gone. But when you recognize, call and check on them and see how they're doing and follow up. That would help so much, and we could help make a difference in this world. In fact, Jesus is very, uh, he spoke here, and in, in actually Matthew spoke in uh, Matthew two fifteen through 17, and he's called Levi. Matthew and Levi are the same people. While Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, Why does he eat with the tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. See, Jesus is the one that said it's not the healthy who need the doctor. It is the sick. Yet, folks, we concentrate on the healthy. They are already healthy. Those that love God who are deeply etched in the church are safe. They are fine. But the many friends and family all around us who are lost in need of a spiritual doctor, they just need a touch from God, and they need a touch from you. They just need a touch from one, one person to show interest in them. Several weeks ago, I briefly used a parable of Jesus trusted the 99. Uh, the sheep, he used the parable of the sheep. And 99 were lost. I mean, one was lost and 99 were safe. And so Jesus knew that 99 were fine. There wasn't an issue with them. But he went after the one lost and he brought it back. And the others celebrated because the one that was lost was found. People of God, we have got to be about the one. On Sunday, August 4th in our church, we're trying to create a unique day. We're calling it Come to the Table. We are encouraging families that don't know each other very well to go out to lunch with another family. And those who are new and uncomfortable finding a family to go to our information booth and either a staff family or another family, we will assign to take them out uh, for dinner so they can get to know them. And I'll talk more about it in July when I share it to the church, but I'll share with you guys a concept. Some of you are probably already doing that in your church. Well, I heard a story about a man who was in sixth grade, uh, actually a man who taught sixth grade Sunday school class, and he noticed one of his kids had been missing for a number of weeks. 
and he was concerned. So he got the address, and he drove to his parents' house. He knocked on the door and asked if the boy was there. And he told them, well, he told them he was a Sunday school teacher. And they said, well, he was across town, and they lived in Boston. They were working. He was working at his uncle's shoe store. So the teacher got in a car and made the 40-minute trip across Boston and came to the shoe store and walked in. The boy saw, saw him and thought it was a coincidence that he came in to bring his shoes or something and was glad to see him and asked him why he came by. The man said, because I wanted to see you and to make sure you are okay. The boy started coming back to church, and the other boy celebrated his return because this man was concerned enough to drive 40 minutes to check on him. By the way, the, the teacher's name was Edward Kimball, and the boy's name was D.L. Moody, who became one of the greatest evangelist preachers in the 1800s because someone cared enough to check on him. We have a real challenge in front of us, folks. What do we do to reach and to follow up on people? Anything? It is time to step it up. Most of you know that uh, that listen to the radio that I frequent establishments and get to know people. That's just always been a part of my DNA. My dad was the same way, and that's just kind of who I am. I enjoy doing that. And over the last few months, I've been able to get to know people at several uh, restaurants. One person is a manager of a local cafe that we've been able to share a lot with about her life, her struggles, and her husband who's been in prison. And And I started uh, writing her husband in prison, was able to send him a study Bible, and he sent me back one of the kindest letters I've ever received. And in in the truth is anymore I don't I hardly write to prisons because I don't one is I don't have time and two you get so many so many people want to manipulate you and make you feel guilty it's it's kind of an amazing thing when you listen to people but there's some that so desperately need loved and they're just glad to hear from you but you know what I I've had to pass that to other people but this guy I want to share with I'm glad I did he's hungry for the things of God long story short she brought her kids to our Wednesday night service a few weeks ago. And I did an interview with her. In fact, if you were at my church, you would have seen this interview. But there was this, she was telling me in the restaurant, I was in there. She said, my kids loved it. I was bringing my junior high daughter. She loved it. My little girl who's in kids, kids, I was just going to take her out shopping with me. But there was these two little girls, Emily and Paige, and they came up and they invited her to play with them. And she was so thrilled and she loved it. They made such an influence on these children. Two little girls who said, I'm going to invite these girls in. When I heard the story, I asked her if I could share the story because it was such a great point in what I'm trying to get across, trying to see those that need love, those that need welcomed. Now, Jesus knew it would be difficult to get people to respond to him and respond to everything he said, but he shared anyway. He wanted to make sure people understood, people had an idea. In fact, he says this in Matthew 9, 37 and 38. He says, then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Jesus would not have said these words if he didn't think it was a present issue. And that issue is the same today as it was then. Everyone wants to be a part of something great, but only a few want to make it happen. That's not just prevalent in the church. It's prevalent in society. The world I deal with in the church, and it isn't easy trying to teach and plead with people to step up because I never want to hurt someone's feelings. 
I want people to feel good. So virtually, I just kind of let things go, and, and we end up doing all the work, and the few people do all the work. As they said, I saw a survey yesterday, and it says 14% of a church does all the work. 14%. 14 out of 100, or 28 out of 200. Yes, the things go okay, but frankly, if we want to make a huge difference in the lives of our community, we could. Kind of like giving of our tithes and offerings. Some are very faithful and follow the biblical mandate, and others feel others will do it. Others will take care of the needs of the church. I honestly think it's a culture mentality. We want the benefits of nice things and to have, to have the heat and air conditioning on and all the good that comes with it but some think income flows down from heaven to take care of it. Jesus knew what he was talking about when he said the workers are few. But let me tell you, one by one, we can make a difference. I'm so thankful that you are making a difference and you are responding to God's call. People, you are being the one who God is using and he has promised to bless those that honor him. I think many times people miss the blessings of God because they don't honor God as they ought. They don't put him first in their lives. He is just a convenience. People, we've got to get beyond the idea and the concept of convenience. We need to start looking for the lost, looking for the hurting. And when you're in your church services, look for those who are missing. Find out why they're missing. I wish I could realize why everybody's missing. Like I said the other day, if everybody that's dropped into our church over the last 20, 30 years and and even many of those who were baptized were still there, we would have a church overflowing. We'd have to build two churches and have six services. But you know what? People come, and sometimes they sneak right through the cracks. You don't even realize they're gone until it's too late. My only hope is when they're gone, they're at least going somewhere. That is my hope because we need the body of Christ. The Bible says, do not forsake the assembling of gathering together as some do in Hebrews. I think our main focus should be this. Rescue the perishing. You remember the old song, Rescue the perishing, care for the dying, you know? We have a world going on a one-way street to the depths of hell, and they need rescued. Listen to David the psalmist in chapter 34, verse 18 and 19. He said, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. As a righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers them from them all, delivers him from them all. See, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he wants to change their course by you, by you making a difference, by using you, just one, you can make a difference. People of God, I believe it's time that we make a difference. And I'm I'm motivated, I'm asking you to step up into your church, whatever your church you go to, and to start making a difference. Start looking for that one. Instead of clinging to those 99 that you love so much, look for that one that needs you the most. Live like Jesus. Live like his example. Our attitude should be this. I'm on a mission from God. Let's take our mission seriously. Begin today. Are you not seeing someone that you haven't seen in a while? Give them a call. Invite those who need to be encouraged out. Do something to make a difference in that one that so desperately needs you. Our Heavenly Father, this message is deep on my heart. Lord, it is deep on my mind because I know we have a lost world. And Lord, even in the church, people come and they go because they feel no one cares. God, I pray we would care. 
I pray people would see, reach out, and touch. Lord, thank you for the listeners today. Help them as they share the love of Jesus with others. In Jesus' name, amen. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.